Is that too good, Jabba Doo Hat? Oh, he's not a hot dog. You want to do what with the slave girl? Jabba, I'm pretty sure that ain't legal. Alright, 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 you're the boss. Welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, a show that, you know, the thing you have to understand about this show is that we've been doing it for a long time, and sometimes you have to do a thing for a long time to really understand that you don't, you, you know, there's there's no meaning to anything. The, the time itself is a flat circle. At least from the perspective of a fourth dimensional being. And that like mean Yes, like a pizza. And that our perception is so small and irrelevant in, in a greater universe that is truly beyond our understanding. So like pepperonis then. Yeah. Like wait, pepper- wait, wait, you put pepperoni on top of pizza, you got two flat circles <laughs> on top of each other. Close your mind. See, that is what I'm trying to say, is that every time you think you have it together, one more fact comes in and just ruins everything. So, man, put pineapple on it. Fuck pineapple on pizza, that man should die. That's just a crime against humanity. And my name is Scott. I'm Jim. No, I'm Say your name, Jeff. I'm Jeff, and I'm still sane. Somehow. That's a lie. Am I the only one who thought Scott sounded like Bobcat Goldwyn there for a bit? It, it, is a, it is a component of old blues man voice. And I'm Justin. I have my sympathies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta deal with these two idiots most of the time. You guys are just, you know... One note of business. Um, I am fighting cancer. Via the power of extra life, uh, which I, in which I will no. play video games no. for a whole day. Yes, he is. And I'm gonna play video games for the whole day and no. to raise money. We're not having this discussion again for Sick Kids Hospital. We are not having this discussion you again. Should donate money to it. Why are you against a good cause, Jeff? I am nothing against a good cause. Well, that's good. I have a thing. We have a standing argument about a thing called Desert Bus, and I am not getting into it again this year. I'm, I'm not bussing. I'm just gaming. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. So just be playing games, Jeff. It's okay. Okay. Calm down. Go to your happy place. Just go to your happy place. While we're shilling, I'd just like to point out I will also be fighting cancer, and I will be doing so by torturing myself for 18 hours, not in a row. 18 hours spread over 
the entire first season of Farscape. Does that okay. include? Does the first episode include the one about the crackers? Uh, I've never watched it. I don't know. <laughs> See that? So, yeah, I the think the crackers was season one. Yeah, I want to say it was. Yeah, you're you're in for a real treat there, Justin. Uh, no, because I Ben Browder will be screaming at me for like 18 hours, and that is that is why you must punish me by <laughs> contributing money towards the Canadian Cancer Society and forcing me to watch. Farscape Season 1. And if I raise $1,000, I will watch the entirety of Farscape Season 1. I will watch the pilot within 24 hours of my $1,000 being raised. And then, race through the first season like I'm watching something good. No hitting the skip button. You know, most class. people, when they're trying to get hurt, will pay somebody else, right? They won't petition money. This is for a good cause. And it's for charities. You can, uh, you know, you get tax receipts. So, yay! Canadian Cancer Society. Will you or will you Fair not challenge? Oh, like you a alcoholic, for the love of God. No, that's not part of this whole thing. No, so then that's, that's now you have, to, you have to live stream it so, like, we can see <laughs> the video and we can see your face as it just goes on and on and sucks more of your soul out for a good cause. Uh, if we raise enough money, I may see about the technical qualifications to do that. Sure. But $1,000, I watch Farscape. Get to it, people. Bitly slash Justin Fights Cancer, capital J. There you go. I still, see one, I still want to see this in a ring. Like okay. I, still, I still want to see this color line style. <laughs> Get enough money, then we'll see what we can do. The, the, let's, is... let's aim for the target and see how much I enjoy Farscape. <laughs> Not at all. I'm going to be deadly honest, every cast member except Brad I've ever met has been great. Oh my god, they're such a fun bunch of people. Where were we? We were talking about something. Uh, well, we, we were talking about pick of the week. Pick we, of the week! Where Fuck. Jim goes first. Fuck! <laughs> You're enthusiastic. I like to the you. <laughs> well, you were the one who decided to eat while we're recording this. So. Whose fault is that? No, it's Squid Stalin. Pick of the week. What do you like? My pick of the week is Starship Troopers. What? The horrible Paul Verhoeven movie? One sec. Either the book, because the book is a classic piece of science fiction based, it provided, you know, pretty much everything that came after in the form of powered armor. And it's actually a really good read. Or the horrible, horrible fucking movie that, you know, they tried to make a summer blockbuster for, and there's a toy line. And Catherine Randine was intended to be some sort of heartthrob, and now he does B-movies because nobody else will take him to act. It's fantastic. They're both no wonderful. Man, and they're uh, Explosions and boobies. Otherwise known as Starship Troopers the movie. Yep. Sad thing is, you'll never get a movie like Starship Troopers with the radar gore and violence and all that humor. You know why? All right. My pick of the week is a book that's older than half of you bitches. Uh, William Goldman's Adventures in the Screen Trade. I don't know if you guys know who William Goldman is. Don't disappoint me. I know the name. Oh, you're all the most useless. Uh, he wrote Princess Bride. That's why I know the name. And he wrote the screenplay for Princess Bride. And he wrote Marathon Man. And he wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And really all the presidents. That. Oh, you are just like... You just want to wear a hat that says ignorant, don't you? Anyway, hey, he hey, knows you more about... Cassidy and Sundance Kid from Scott and I already. So, uh, I'll just take your word for that. Uh, you guys are getting... Uh, it turns into a buzzing background noise. 
Uh, but where was I? Anyway, he has shitloads of experience in Hollywood. He talks about the industry and how it works. Now, admittedly, this is the industry 30 years ago, so you know it's more it's as much a historical artifact as a piece of education. But I like it, and it is my pick of the week. And I found a copy of a used book sale yesterday during Word on the Street, which would have been my pick of the week, but I decided to go with this instead. Thumbs up. Hey, Dan, what's your pick of the week? I'm going with the bone of the pick. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon because I personally experienced this. Destiny's loot system sucks. It There's an article in Forbes. Uh, you see, you see, I probably see it on my Facebook. Linking, showing that there's a spot in the beginning of the game where you can sit for hours and harvest loot. Better loot than you would get if you did some of the higher level dungeons or raids or just playing it on the harder difficulty. It sucks. The multiplayer awards suck. I mean, oh, I for fuck's it. sake, Activision produce, helped produce this, okay? They own Blizzard. Trade some trade sequence on loot rates. Activision wouldn't do that. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I, I will give you complete credit on this one. I've been playing Destiny. It's fun, but there is just stupid things. I play some of the hardest, you know, strikes out there, some of the toughest levels, get jack crap. I get a dumb luck random drop playing a story level, kill a random grunt, and he drops a legendary item. I'm like, really? <clears throat> I need I need to get a legendary helmet for my warlock in order to be able to do the raid. I've been grinding for three days trying to get one. I have had three legendary helmet engrams drop. You have to take them to a dude in the city to get them to decrypt. First two ended up being Titan helmets. Right. And the, the third one ended up being an exotic or gold armor for a hunter. You're going to be ticked off. I got a legendary. I mean, the legendary drop I got, I took it to the guy. He decrypted it. It turned out to be an exotic armor for my for a Titan, which is what I am, and I'm playing the arm. So, Dan, you, you disagree. Dan, Dan's going to be pissed at me. Of the Destiny loot drop. When I have been sitting at that cave, the loot cave, as it's been officially known, for three hours, I have seen like one legendary, legendary engram drop. Dude shows up, fires two shots, and a legendary engram drops. RNG, man. That's what that is right there. That is random number generation. Take it from a Diablo player. You play Marvel Heroes too, man. Like, I, I call bullshit like because statistically, statistically, I should have gotten something by now. <laughs> that That is the gambler's fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. That that that, that is not how odds there. work, my friend. That, that's how the little old lady sounds when she's pulling the arm at the slot machine. I should win any time now. Yeah, twenty five percent chance, seventy five percent chance, seventy five percent of the time you're not going to get anything. Except the rest of the time you still might not. There is a one in four chance that it's independent of every other time. Like yes, it sounds like the loot system sucks. It sounds like they need to improve it. I mean, there's more than enough loot systems out there to look at, but still. Random drops are random, and they will punch you square in the dick when you need something. I believe Mick Jagger said it best several years ago when he said that you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometime, you might. Like you what you need. Yeah. Damn it! And low, yeah. verily, the London Bach Choir did steal 
the last run, the 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 last line of the chorus. That's my rant. I'm, yeah. Oh balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the heck. I don't know. Um, what did you do this week, Jeff? I worked. What did you show us at the beginning of this episode? Oh, okay, fine. I'll pick the RE100 or. Uh, Nightingale, 100 scale Nightingale kit. I got it. Just barely got started working on it. I built a foot. This thing is absurd. I mean, there's a certain point I crossed. Like, okay, there's giant kits, there's monster kits, and then there's this thing. Because I don't know where the hell I'm gonna put this. You're it's going gonna be to be bigger have... than a bread box. See, no, you you now have to make it part of furniture. You have to incorporate <laughs> it into a coffee table. You will build <laughs> that exists. More as a piece to display this model kit than your need for a coffee table. Because you haven't been <laughs> thinking about a coffee table LEDs. until recently. Mount the series of LEDs in the head, in the cannons, in the bit ports, and in the thrusters, and use it as a lamp. I've heard worse ideas, quite frankly, but no. I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. It's... I'll build the whole thing, I'll review it, and then I'll find someplace to put it. It's pointy enough. I mean, you could put it on top of a Christmas tree as a Christmas star. I don't think he has a tree big enough to sustain that. Stolen engine, drive it to work. As stupid as that sounds, it's not impossible. As big as this stupid thing is. Oh, that's what I proposed for the GP03D. Yeah. I wanted to stolen engine in that and, you know, chase children. (laughs) It says something when a model kit requires a landing gear for its ass flap. Yes, yes, the ass. This has got... Uh, baby got back on this sucker, okay? Sir Mix-a-Lot would be a big fan of this yeah. game. Which, by the way, I need all of you at some point in this show to say, oh my god, Becky, look at her butt so I can use that gag at the end of the review. Uh, <laughs> who is Becky? The girl that the other girl was talking to at the start of that video. At the start of that video, you hear the girl go, oh my god, Becky, look at what her at butt. Her butt. It I is like so butt. <laughs> That's Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Yeah, I haven't actually watched the music video. You have never seen Baby Got Back. But it's it's a song. I think it's a crime against humanity, man. I've never seen the video. You don't have to see the video. Get this man a YouTube link right now. Just listen to the song. It starts with Becky and her girlfriend talking about that girl's ass. It's so big. It's so it's big. It's so black. It's black. And then it goes right into the chorus. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) <laughs> I do not remember this. I do not. It's my karaoke fallback, trust me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my pick is actually going to uh, Silicon Valley. It's a little comedy series on the HBO. Yeah. It it it's a it's about a tech startup. Um, the 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 guys who the the coders for it are all kind of wacky and full of humorous foibles and their backers are also wacky and full of humorous foibles and it chronicles the the first season which i think is only 8 to 8 maybe 10 episodes no just 8 um just covers uh their their whole uh the, their whole saga trying to release uh this little app uh this this piece of software they discovered by accident really like the Pied Piper Pied Piper and uh, crazy stuff happens. There's Satanists and Canadians and uh, teenagers and not understanding the goddamn cloud. It, it's really funny. It's from Mike Judge, so, you know, uh, Office Space and um, King of the Hill, that guy. 
This episode is already off to one of the weirdest starts I think I've ever been on. That's saying we're improving. Started. That is really saying something. Episode ninety-nine, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? We might get cake. I don't know. We should do that. We should get cake. Yay, cake. We'll have a tauntaun. Oh, yeah. Tauntaun cake. Uh... And I thought it smelled bad on the outside. All right, so... That's not a cake. All right. Our our episode... How do you do that? (laughs) So our main topic for the day is we're catching up with uh, Marvel Phase 2. Because, you know what? We had a couple good movies this year. And yep. uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had about, I'm going to say, six really good episodes. Which is better than some TV shows get, like Farscape. <laughs> well, oh! they, had their hands, they had their hands tied because their stuff was tied in with Winter Soldier. And they they couldn't really reveal it until after the movie came out. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying that is about three more good episodes than Dollhouse had. Oh! <laughs> Somebody... Hey, I'm over here. Is this just gonna be Scott dropping these and everybody's going? I enjoyed Dollhouse. I don't care what anybody says. I like, like I said, I like three. I like three (laughs) episodes of it. I think all I'm saying is it would have been a lot better if it had started Chana Maslani instead of Eliza Dushku. That that is a fair that is a fair thing to say. But I guess we'll start with uh, the beginning of Phase Two proper. Uh, Thor 2, uh, the one I can just... <coughs> Scott, eh? excuse me. What? Uh, did you think there was an Iron Man movie prior to that? Oh, that there is an Iron... Okay, so Iron Man the third. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying... I, there's there's a curse associated with this man. I wrote, I wrote down notes. Again. You know, and in the can. <laughs> Everybody's concerned about this. Moharab and I just grabbed this sucker by the horns and go, bring it, fucking Iron Man, on a podcast. But, uh, so Iron Man 3... I, I really liked that one. I think it brought a lot of things together, and screw you, fanboys. That that whole reveal with the Mandarin, best thing ever. I like it. Best twist ever. I liked everything. Best, best red herring ever. I loved Iron Man 3 about halfway through. The first half of the movie, I thought, was boring as Tim. Tony Stark doesn't want to be Iron Man anymore, but he still does. He makes all these suits, blah, blah, blah. He chants. Happy gets hurt. Oh, the on, entire on. thing is him undergoing PTSD from the Battle of New York. I mean, yeah, that's... that whole time he's in Tennessee, and I'm like, come on, pick up the pace a little. Come on, come on, come on. I like and that I'm kid. Gonna... Come on. They are trying to show he operates separate from the army, that at this point he can still do his own thing and not have to rely on a machine for And that would have been cool if that's the way they pitched it, but they didn't. They pitched it as, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to do with my Blah, blah, blah. Wine, wine, wine. As soon as he says, you know what, fuck it, I'm going after the Mandarin, things pick up. And of course, when he finds the Mandarin, quote-unquote, comes out of the comes out of the crapper, and he's got the two hookers sitting there, and he's like, wait, what? And I remember sitting in the theater going, have I been punked? And I'm like, yeah, I just got punked. <laughs> See, I was pleased by that, because when they first said Ben Kingsley was going to be the Mandarin, I'm like, Ben Kingsley isn't fucking Chinese. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? When I originally hey, saw I that, Mandarin is a horrible character. When I Not originally true. saw yeah. that, though, I thought it's like... I was intrigued. And then they yeah. did this, and I was like, this is... I like this. This is a thing I can enjoy. This is insane. 
Trevor Slatterly has issues. Did anyone oh. see the, um, oh, I forget which Blu-ray it was on. I think it was on Thor 2. Yes, Hail to the King. Hail, Hail to the King. Hail, Hail, to, the King. Hail to the King. That was so much fun. That was awesome. Yep. The hey. communist monkey. Oh, God. It's like, hey, Ben Kingsley, <laughs> can you be entertaining for 10 minutes in a row? Why, I think I can. And that's yeah. Sir Ben Kingsley, thank you. Well, just that, that whole thing with, like, 80s action star TV oh, show. Oh, God, yes. I, I, I love that. I, I sit there watching Ben Kingsley do this. I'm like, I swear to God, Ben Kingsley wouldn't do this for free. It's like, you want me to do what? Read the script. Holy hell, I'll do whatever you want. I'm sure he got paid anyway. What's up? I want that as a Netflix show. I want one episode of that as a Netflix show. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> He's an actor that even if they had if they hadn't done the whole red herring twist, it's like I would be scared shitless of this guy. And then he comes out and is like, Did you know that fortune cookies are actually an American invention? He's falling asleep, he wakes up in the middle of the game, Ole, ole, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell I love when he finally gets uh War Machine or what's his I can't think of the name also. Brody. Brody. It's Rody and Rody just looks at Stark's like, what the hell? I'll explain later. He goes, what? Just, and he fires and he puts the hot gun up against the slash. He goes, start talking. Okay, okay, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beer and drugs and women. And I did whatever the hell they told me to do. It was fun. It, it was, I, I liked Iron Man 3. You know, it was better than Iron Man 2. Yeah. At the very least. That's nice. The order, the order for Iron Man goes 1, 3, 2. Yeah. And I, I like two. I'm one of the few people who actually like two. It was very much a Shane Black film, and Shane Black works well with Robert Downey Jr. If anyone here hasn't seen Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, I'm judging you as a person right now. And you know what? Take them to church. Well, you know what? Well, that's part of being a Shane Black film. It has to be at Christmas. And really, I mean, Iron Man 3 is now part of the canon of Christmas movies you watch when you don't want to watch another goddamn Christmas movie. <laughs> so this Christmas I'm watching Die Hard and Iron Man three. Cool. Yeah, like that. This, yeah, that's, yeah. that sounds, that, that's that's a great double bill on Christmas Day. Yeah. That is actually now that I think about it, that is an excellent idea. Book it. I'm doing it on Christmas Day. Die Hard, Iron Man three. There we go. And Gremlins with the holidays special. Grim, uh, Gremlins, you watch on New Year's. I know it's a little late, but Gremlins, you watch on New Year's because because that's time play. But yes, Iron Man three. I mean, it was an okay film. But it still has so far been the weakest of the of the phase two movies. Uh, yeah. I would I would disagree. I would disagree. I would disagree because the movie we're going to talk about next, I think, is the weakest of the phase two movies. I blame I blame a lot of the fault with Iron Man three with its proximity to Avengers. Like a lot of people were coming off Avengers and they really wanted it again. Like it sat there and basically went, if you haven't seen Avengers, skip to Act two. The problem is, if you haven't seen Avengers and you're seeing Iron Man, what the hell? <laughs> we'll see Avengers! Why are you seeing Iron Man 3 if you haven't seen Avengers? Well, I, it, it does hold up on its own well enough. I mean, yeah. that we are not in full-on Marvel Comics mode where God fucking help you if you have not read the past three event series and are buying a book. <laughs> hey, man, clearly you need Civil War to understand. Fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that was in jest, but fuck you, Marvel. Fuck you. Tell us how you really feel, James. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... The 
problem with Marvel as a whole. I do have a problem with Joe Quesada because Spider-Man is my favorite comic. So fuck you, Joe Quesada! Oh, come on. Joe Q perfectly treated Spider-Man correctly when he had Spider-Man drawn to look like him and dating a character who was based on his own daughter. That's not creepy at all. That's all. Fuck you, Joe Quesada! Hey, we've at least had at least a year and a bit of an excellent Superior Spider-Man series, so thank you for that. Bring it, Mitch! It was awesome! It was to everybody ate stupid pills. Everybody. And where the fuck was Rachel? Where the fuck was anybody that should have been able to take this apart? Uh, No. And everybody's just like, well, I guess since Spider-Man had somebody die on him, he's going to do a complete 180 on his character. Oh, I'm also going to claim that the Venom symbiote was the reason I turned into a shitbag. We are not doing this here. You, hey, me, the ring, you know cancer. The, the, get in the ring. The, 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 this, this is a th- I, I feel like people go, undergo sudden shifts in personality so often that they just kind of write it off. Like, this this is just the normal. This doesn't even register on the DSM anymore. It's just, now this, this is Tuesday, clearly, in the Marvel that's Universe. The thing. That's why you keep a pocket telepath. Is he mind-controlled? Is it an alternate universe version? Like, am I going to have to serve this guy orange juice instead of milk because in his dimension it's fatal? Like, what are we up against here? Yeah, and then that telepath is possessed himself or has a mind conversation with the possessing being. It's like, oh, it was a great series. Stop digging deep into nerd rage and just try and enjoy life. See, so so, transitioning here... Thor. Yeah, let's go to Thor. Stay Thor on target. Stay on target. So Thor 2 is a movie that was, you know, it's the first one I can just sort of look at and kind of go, meh? I'll give it a little better than meh. I'll be like, eh, that was okay. I, I like Dark World yeah, more than Thor 1. I like Dark World more than Thor 1. I think they really hand up Loki too much in Dark World. Well, I think that's what the fans were asking for, when really and they should have been problem. hamming up Eccleston. Like, when your movie, when when you walk into a movie going, Cricket, Chris Eccleston is the king of the of Svardelfheim. And then you get just, what, 12 lines of dialogue about how, hey, I'm going to stro- destroy shit because uh, the, the gods have shat Odin's on Odin's a dick, sp- and he wrecked my stuff. Yeah, Odin's a dick, and I'm going to make everyone pay, except not really Odin. Like, I'm going to start in the middle and then work my way up to Odin. Yeah. They they were just going for the uh nihilistic ending. I'm I'm okay with having a nihilist villain, but Owlman. Come on. Get give make him an interesting nihilist, as hard as that might sound, but I think Eccleston can pull that off. Yeah. It's definitely within his abilities. Look, I'll admit the film would have been much better if it had just been the adventures of Tom Hiddleston's Loki and yeah. Cat Dennings' character. <laughs> Darcy? Is Darcy, that her name? yes. Yep. Yeah. You know, Loki and Darcy fight crime. I would watch that. For you were going to use a B word, not for character. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Not, not even Loki and Darcy fight crime. Loki and Darcy try to get some goddamn coffee. <laughs> Loki and Darcy worked the worked red carpet at the uh, Emmys. That would be a show. Well, it tells you something about a movie when literally you have. Tom Hiddleston in like a kindergarten class interviewing four-year-olds as Loki as promotional material for your movie. I feel like that's just something Tom Hiddleston would do anyhow and the cameras were around. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston 
Tom Hiddleston basically stole this movie. He was in it for a third of the movie, and he stole the movie. That's part of the problem. You're like, well, he did it last time. <laughs> like, that's what Tom Hiddleston does. Yeah. He's a scam. Oh, what if the police are running off with the soap? <laughs> a lot of what he did, I felt, could have either been done by the characters who were already present. Like, it, I felt like they just pushed him in scenes that didn't need really him in them. That's probably because of the, in the original script, he was probably in a quarter of the movie. Like, you know, yeah. a lot of people want to see more of Loki, so let's shove him in a few more extra scenes. Well, I mean, like, in response to Freya's death, I liked. That was a great scene. Like, I very much enjoyed that. I wish, I wish there had been scenes with Freya before that, really. Yeah. I wish she had been in the first movie. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. I get the feeling that it suffered from the fact that they had to do, what, like three or four major rewrites before they finally got the final writer and director on it? Like, that one did have a troubled production, but I feel, and I'm I'm sure there's more on the floor that maybe I haven't seen or heard about. But at the same time, I mean, I I just have the finished product in front of me, and I'm like, yeah, that had, like, a few good bits, and, um... Hey, Chris O'Dowd, he's still working. Good for him. I love the scene where Loki transforms into Captain America. I love the scene even more with the original take where it was Loki dressed as Captain America. <laughs> yeah, Thor the Dark World was not the strongest of the three. Of the, of the new stuff, yeah. I still liked it it's more than like, the original It's like the there. first Thor movie was the weakest of the uh, phase one. Chris Hemsworth, get your friggin' acting gear. I don't think it's Chris Hemsworth's fault. Long hairs and... I don't think it's his fault. I think it is. He's slacking. He's like, look at my chest. And I was like, ah. And then they turn the camera to Cat Benning. Yeah. Look and at my chest. Oh, like, well, this is also good. Bravo. Yeah, right. Well done. Bravo. She's a very attractive woman, and I don't care what anyone says. I just, you know what this movie did need, though? I'm going to say it. More Idris Elba. Yes, Because everything needs more Idris Elba. Only to piss off the racists. See, I think they're done, but now we've just got Idris Elba. And I'm like, no, if you're going to have Idris Elba, have more Idris Elba. Well, it's like, okay, oh, we got the like Cap- a horror movie coming out right now. I don't know anything about it. I want to see it. I'm just well, like, the, film should been, the film should have been uh, Heimdall versus Elf Dude, because they were both, you know, Criminally underused. Yep. Well, well, he got his moments. I mean, first one, he decapitated two uh, ice giants, and then this one, it's like, nah, fuck it, I'm gonna kidney knife a, a freaking spaceship. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know what, there's something he not quite... a spaceship to death. Like, yeah. he, he did stab Thor his spaceship. Thor can do a lot of things. Thor fucking shatters a Saturnian, and that's pretty neat. But, but he doesn't knife fuck a <laughs> spaceship to death. Like, Idris Elba can look at himself and be like, I've canceled apocalypses, I have stabbed spaceships to death. <laughs> I am Luther. My life is pretty fucking good. <laughs> Simply put, Idris Elba is always the right answer. Yes. Yeah. No matter what the question is. Yup. <laughs> you should play Spider-Man. <laughs> I, you know, I would watch that. <laughs> I know! I would enjoy that. Like, well, I love how somebody approached him about him possibly playing the Black Panther, and he's like, um, you do realize I'm already a character in this universe. Yes. You can grow a beard, dude. You look completely different. We don't care. No. You'd be really hot with a beard wearing that full mask. We don't care. If he, if he is going to play anybody else, I want him as Doctor Strange. He's not playing anybody else. He's already Heimdall. Relax. I know. I know. 
Is there a way we can get Heimdall into the Avengers? I'm just saying. I'm sure if they in asked. Time, the Avengers roster encompasses basically everyone in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I mean, Stingray's on the team. <laughs> Fucking Stingray. Okay, I'll give you credit. I don't even know who the hell that is. I he know was always more of a scientific consultant than anything else. He's he's an official active member. When they do full roll call, he shows up. <laughs> That's because he hears. That's because he really likes Jarvis's little sandwiches. You are yeah, the like... only other person here right now who even knows who Stingray is. He was a vital part of the original Armor Wars, sir. He was a perfectly acceptable member of Marvel Team Up. Yes. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Oh, shut up and learn your culture, kids. My God, I am beyond disappointed. Do you really <laughs> think Marvel Comics has the best culture? Yes. Bullshit. You don't even know the meaning of the word. You don't know culture. Wait, no, wrong podcast. Anyway, All right. so okay. then we have uh, Winter so Soldier. So the Dark Age was well. Should we not pop into uh, Agents of Shield first? Yeah, let, let, let's start there because yeah. they launched, and I'm gonna say that I I, I watched the first few, and then I kind of drifted in and out, and maybe caught every third one until you know the shit went down at the end, and then I watched everything because yeah. oh, because because there was direction again, and I feel like. If they if they were gonna tie their hands that hard with being keyed off the plot of Winter Soldier, start the show in January. It should have been a mid season show, and they should have, uh, yeah, they should have made it a thirteen episode first season. Like, I don't. I think I think it makes a little bit of sense to have at least things starting off well before that happens, just because established characters. You can't just drop everybody in. So see, no, because oh, I they, they were everything went to hell in a handbasket. A half dozen good episodes could have established all the characters. And I mean, a half good dozen good episodes didn't, because by the time I was getting back into it seriously, everyone was still kind of in the same place. It was like, you know, you've got growly tough guy, and uh, I have issues, girl, and techno and babble and newbie, and <laughs> then you know, Coulson shows up, and it's like, oh, Coulson said something. Let's function as a team for the last ten minutes. All right then. I was more than able to just spend, you know. An hour every week watching Clark Gregg just be, oh, sucks. <laughs> what happened that I came back from the dead? I don't know. Let's solve this mystery, kid. And I'm like, yes, you go. Clark Gregg, <laughs> Well, Clark Gregg is really good. Like the fact that the first five episodes just a, was just a Marvel checklist of, oh, hey, this happened in the movie, so we're going to have to clean up this. And, oh, this happened in this movie, and we got to do this. And, hey, you remember the Battle of New York? <laughs> hey, Thor was just here. You missed him, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Did, oh, uh, look, there's Iron Man. Oh, he just left. <laughs> we're going to discuss the shorts when we're done, right? Yeah, yeah, we will. Okay. Now, there, there, was some, there was some good episodes. I, li- I love the episode, early episode of um, they find that Asgardian soldier with the spear. He's just hanging out on Earth because, you know what, I like it here. I really don't want to go back. Yeah. And they had, some, they had some interesting little stories there. And they had some really stupid ones that nobody cared about. I'll give you that. And of course, who was playing it as Guardian? But yeah, it's Ghostbusters. And they, they had some neat stuff in the early going, but you're right. There were some really just dumb, no waste of time episodes. Like that whole one with the guy with the gravity machine. Who gives a freaking, who cares? Or the, the fact that, hey, we're going to go to like Venezuela or wherever to pick up some old Hydra tech that got left over. And yeah. oh, we got to deal with, you know, Radical leftist government types. Blah, blah, blah. Who gives a damn? Basically, there was like, they had, I think they could say is, okay, we got four good scripts before we can get into the Winter Soldier stuff. 
Okay, how many? We have eight episodes before the Winter Soldier stuff. Shit. Um. I liked the Blizzard episode. I liked uh, getting to see the uh, Shield Academy. That was pretty neat. That that that's one of the better ones. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know, you you you've established that you're really good at planning things across a number of different areas. At no one, at no point did anyone say, "Hey, let let's hold off and do a 13 episode because and save the money." Just save the money. No. Because I know think better than that. If you save the money, you get to charge for advertising fees. I would have not... had a grander plot, but I wouldn't have had it tight. I mean, you could you could do the Marvel thing of everybody's doing their own shit, and then the Marvel event pops up of, oh shit, half of S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually Hydra. I, uh, I mean, I did like the, the creation of Deathlock. That worked well over the season. That... The, problem, the only problem I have with Deathlock is I saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's Deathlock. Deathlock. I wanted a surprise. I wanted one good surprise in this series. And the best I got was um, Nick Fury showing up at the end, who was spoiled by Sam Jackson himself. Sam Jackson said, yeah, I just filmed the finale. I'm like, dang it, Sam. Don't you know anything about spoilers? Yeah, he also... He also knows that the he also knows that hey uh, the guys who pay his bills are like hey it would be really great for our ratings if you tweeted something today-ish. Right. Yeah. So people will watch. Yeah. Which by the way they were uh, going to do anyway. It's the but, but the, the Hydra twist after Winter Soldier was sublime and the oh, yeah. as soon as, as soon as Winter Soldier was over. That's when, okay, this show picked up from, okay, this is okay. To, holy shit, I got to watch this next episode. <laughs> I, I walked out of Winter Soldier, and I'm like, oh, my God, how's this going to affect Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I literally said that. So, yeah. you know. Well, like, I the whole twist with Ford, it's like you'd expect it, oh, they're, they're going to have to fight the Hydra guys. It's like, no, one of them was Hydra. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. after it got revealed, everybody's going like, oh, well, was it the Loki Pokey stick that Hydra still has? I mean, you know, was it some Loki, kind of brainwashing? Can, Loki stick. I am officially calling that the Loki <laughs> stick from now on. That is awesome. Uh, well you do done. Loki and you turn yourself around. <laughs> well, like you know, just everybody freaking out and like the timing was like really weird because like some people thought it was that oh the big reveal was the end episode. Like oh no, it's going no longer. It, it seemed like they, it had they put together a really good miniseries at the end of the season dealing with yeah. the whole Hydra revelation. So, so there was that, and I'm 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 up for season two now because now this team of plucky underdogs doesn't have billions of dollars in crazy technology making them not seem like plucky underdogs anymore so much. And hey, it Lucy doesn't Lawless. seem like they're going to have a giant reset button at every at the end of every episode. Yeah, they're bringing in more Marvel characters. I mean, you kind of got the best you got in terms of a big name Marvel character in season one, Deathlock. And uh, he's at C grade, maybe B grade. We, we, they've already said at least they're getting um, Mockingbird, who I'd say is a little bit above. And there's rumors floating around of Miss Marvel. We'll see. That one's not. That one's not. Yeah. We're not going to see Carol anytime soon. It's well, a nerd. Considering, her, but, uh... considering what they're doing with the Infinity Stems and stuff, I don't think it's going to be Carol straight out. I think that they'll have some other character who will be this universe's Miss Marvel. Yeah. Can we have Captain Marvel first? Because he was real. He was the first one, and then they brought out the girl version. Well, I have a crazy Marvel is how are you going to introduce him and actually make him be worthy of being Marvel? I have a crazy theory that Marvel is actually Sky's father. Eh. 
Well, they, they could do it. They could do it as the crazy Marvel. You know, the second one. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys are just okay. You're you're going a little high nerd. Yeah, that, that, this is right. a lot Have of you nerd. listened to this, episode, this podcast? <laughs> All I'm saying is... Damn right You are not allowed to call anybody on there. <laughs> we crossed that line a while ago, bud, okay? All right, so Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Holy crap, I love this movie. This, this one might be my favorite. This might be my favorite. This is how they want to do this, I will keep showing up. You give me spies and superheroes for every cat movie, I am going to be in that audience. I the love whole, it. The whole thing, the, the, the story they tell of everybody, you know, everybody going into that thing is like, oh, well, how, how is Cap going to uh, react to the modern era? You know, how is Cap going to deal with the, the modern gray world? It's like, no. Cap's going to make the world black and white again. I like this little book. I feel like yeah. that, 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 felt, that felt right. Like, he would, yeah. he would be like, you know what, I need to write these down. There's only so much just uh, playing the wiki roulette helps me. I, any direction. Star Trek slash wars. What's the difference? Yeah. On your left. On your left. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. On your left. The Falcon was a blast. Like the Falcon. I actually gave a shit about the Falcon as a character for once. Which is new. Because... Yeah. Up to this point, I've been like, "Hey, it's the dude with red wings." Well, yeah, the fact that they yeah, they it's made very much an ultimate falcon, you know, it's like they 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 turned him into a you know veteran and everything, and yeah, that was all cool. You know I what? thought you said you were a pilot. Who said I flew a helicopter? Or anything? Yeah, <laughs> I flew. I never said anything about piloting. <laughs> but uh, there's one. There's more than one scene I loved in this series, but one that I still resonates with me. Is when Cap went and saw Agent Carter again. She's elderly, oh, lying in the bed. Oh God, that hurts. He's like, and then you know, she's talking with him, and then she has, you know, um, she starts has a coffin fit, and then she loses her memory, and she comes back and sees him again for the first time. It's like, God, how many times are you gonna torture, torture poor oh, Steve? Right in the feels. Yeah, <laughs> right. That one hurts. That one hurt a lot. If I, if I wasn't sitting down in theater, I would have to. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It was, oh, it was good. Oh, but I am looking forward to Agent Carter the show. Yep. 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 Yeah, that's going to be the good stuff. Yep. But, uh, no, Captain America Winter Soldier, I dare say, I, I have this debate often, is this the best Marvel movie ever, including Better Than Avengers? I might say yes. Just because I... It, or is the next film in our list? No, <laughs> no, it's Captain America. <laughs> now, the next film on our list is great. I'm not arguing that. But the best film of the summer, maybe of all the Marvel movies, period, is Captain America: Winter Soldier. Let's let's discuss I that. I humbly disagree. Okay. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy. GG. Let's look at this greatest soundtrack ever of someone this who has arrested people for years. <laughs> there are musicians who haven't been heard on anything in years. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that little Jackson family. Who's, who's heard them in a while? <laughs> Walk up well, to a kid I... on the street and ask that question. Ask them who the Jackson Five is. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anyone who doesn't know who the Jackson Five are. Well, yeah, like, true. Back on. I want to dance. It has, it, has, it has introduced. It has introduced a new generation to classic seventies tunes. Yeah. 
Well, as soon as that movie was over, I went to my phone and I bought the soundtrack. Right. I did the exact same thing. was working on the music, and basically we forced him to listen to more. And he's like, hey, this is actually pretty good. And I said, yes. And I, and I will admit, I do also dance when I hear that, uh, yeah. that one little tune. We all do. Yeah. Even those of us who dance really badly. Me. Yeah. Okay, but Guardians well, of the Galaxy was, 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 was wonderful. Wonderful. Well, so, I have two issues with it, but I oh, don't care about Scott, you have to. You have to. <laughs> well, you I, just but got I, his shit right Scott does. Does. Well, you no, can't here's let the us thing. have anything nice, Kenyon. No, well, here's the thing. Let me make a statement here. No, no, <laughs> I have two issues, and I don't really give a fuck because I was having fun. Like, we're all standing here <laughs> like assholes now. <laughs> I love that damn raccoon. I love him. Bunch of jackasses just standing here. And it's the oh. raccoon that pointed it out. The one who should not be standing. <laughs> the one who should not be talking, for the love of God. He's a raccoon. No, what the hell is a raccoon? Not everybody. Not everybody. All right, Scott, what are your points? Well, I'm Groot. There is a... Okay, so there is a lot of show over, or a lot of tell over show, especially when it comes to Gamora. Yeah, yeah, that was the one thing that I think was the weakest of this movie. Is like, oh hey, here I am, I'm a character, and now I'm suddenly betraying Thanos. Well, the whole thing is they they tell you she's the deadliest woman, and everybody knows who she is, and yet she's the moral core and is functionally the least violent of. Yeah, that's and it. is always being rescued. I mean, I, if this yeah. was the comics, they'd take her to the bathroom, oh, and shit. then she she'd walk out. Like, she'd walk out ten seconds later, cracking her knuckles, going next. <laughs> the comics, they wouldn't have gotten her into the bathroom. No, exactly. Yeah, they'd been like, "We're going to take you," and she'd be like, "Where are we going?" Oh, I don't actually want to go there. Oh, they, they would open her door. They would open the door to herself. She's like, "Oh well, aren't you just cute?" <laughs> Three of you with knives that short. Really. Oh. Really? I thought I was better than this. I figured it was. Yeah, that was. They, Vin they, Diesel they, is the greatest voice actor in the history of mankind. Yes. Because he managed to say three friggin' words and they made him awesome. Five. I am Groot. He said, he said five. 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 <laughs> Apparently he. Well, here's the thing Vin Diesel yeah. read, the, read those two lines 500 times. And in multiple languages. Yep. So they could get it right. He's a perfectionist. We love he's him. Damn good at saying Diesel. If he if he wants to be on the show, he's allowed to be on the show. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Open invitation. Open invitation. Bradley Cooper was another good thing though. Like he he played Han Solo as a ra- as a three foot raccoon. The my favorite thing that someone pointed out was that uh, Rocket Raccoon saved more people in the fight at the end of uh, Guardians. Then Superman saved. Oh, hey, hey, Superman! Superman needs to be realistic. And, and real heroes don't save anybody. They <laughs> block Metropolis on a whole bunch of innocent citizens and cut shingles yeah. and blow the fuck off. That's and what it, they realism. Realism. They don't of have any sort of sense of humor at all. Uh, and they're not going to save that, their father from what would be a slight fan win to them. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nope, can't do that. Not real. Not real. Was such a dickhead. Yes, he was. Right here. In this, in this tornado. You don't come save me, boy. 
even though I know you can. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. I know this FI is right behind me, but don't you do it. I will give you such a whooping, you'll be dead. You <laughs> will break your hands. Whooping. Uh, All right, we are not here to rip on Man of Steel. We are here to praise Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Yeah, no, that but, was so much fun. That, like, that was just Cooper fun. As the Han Solo, you know, saving more people than Man of Steel, and his pension for just trolling people for artificial limbs. Oh god! <laughs> and I need that guy's eye. <laughs> oh no, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> I, I, love important to me. <laughs> I love that. I love that comic. I love that comic of someone bringing over Winter Soldier's arm yeah. and goes, "Ah, you really got it. I didn't need it. I just thought it could be funny to see if you get it." Winter Soldier comes walking. Give me that mother... Oh, as soon as the movie comes out and everybody's doing these pictures of Bucky fighting Rocket over his robot arm. <laughs> it works. So, uh, it's like... Uh, his career is amazing right now. What is it with Marvel watching the careers of guys named Chris? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems to work for them. They keep finding really good guys named Chris. Maybe, Maybe there was just something... Something about the, I don't know. It very, it very much was a James Gunn film. Yes, it, that oh, is true. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it was, it was much, you know, much less horrible than Super was in terms. Super was not horrible; it was horrible. <laughs> Let me just clarify that. Hey, Joaquin Phoenix doesn't seem to want the Doctor Strange job. If I, my name was Chris, right <laughs> now, I'm for that job. <laughs> hey. Joaquin Phoenix really doesn't want it for whatever reason. I'm up. My name's Chris. You've he's had just, your luck with Chris. He's just saying he doesn't want it. It's another one of his you know, ongoing performance art things. Quite it's Joaquin Phoenix. I think Joaquin he wants it, but they want him to sign. I think he wants it. I think they want him to sign like a three-year or three-movie contract. And he's like, ah, I don't know if I want to do it that much. <laughs> well, that's yes, the thing. Yes, you do, you idiot. You like eating. <laughs> Any of the movies, they want to make it a, a, a part of the franchise, so it has to be a multi-movie multi multi-movie deal. Yeah, so he can show up in Doctor Strange 1, 2, and possibly The Avengers 3. Mm -hmm. Eh, twist his arm. I'm sure he could, uh... I'm putting but a I mean, 1 in front of this. You remember that number I gave you earlier? I'm putting a 1 in front of it. But, uh... We're going to give you one half thing... the money we made from Guardians of the Galaxy. Deal? Okay. <laughs> I think the I'll... one thing that I was worried about was um, Dave Bautista as Drax. Hey, that worked. That worked shockingly yeah. well. Or the cinematic enjoy him anywhere near as much as I did. Sorry? I didn't think I would enjoy him as Drax anywhere near as much as I did. No, he pulled like, that off so well. He was hilarious. Nothing goes over my head. I would my reflexes are too small. Yeah, I, I, I just can imagine the director coming up to him. Okay, Dave, I want you to deliver this as straight as humanly possible. It's ridiculous, I know. <laughs> Finger across the throat means death. <laughs> see, well, here's the thing. If, if you want Not to... Hang... See, yeah, sure. I don't think they're in any desire to argue the point with him. <laughs> no, he just got it. Don't don't take it away from him. <laughs> and really, if you... And I, I'm glad that he is finally getting some love, because I... I... You know, no no one likes him when he wrestles. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, I have fond memories of Deacon Batista. That was, okay, a character no one else remembers on the planet. But yeah. still. Yeah, no, I mean. Oh, dude, that was just creepy. That was spot the fuck on. I was genuinely impressed. He did a good job as the character. You know? <laughs> like, I never really 
pictured Thanos with an American-style accent, but you know what? Spot on. I sat there and I went, I can see Infinity Quest from this character. I can see Gauntlet from this character. That was good, but the only thing about Thanos is we saw him for, what, 10 minutes? (laughs) Eh. Yeah, he's not supposed to be a big role character. Just saying, eventually he's going to have to be. But his influence is still all through the film. When he shows up and when he's going to do something, he is the entire movie. He's not going to be a cameo. He right. was just a cameo here. Like Avengers 3 is probably his grand hurrah. But, I, like I said, I like what I saw, but we can't judge a whole lot off of 10 minutes of footage. Fair. Well, to be totally honest, it's... No, you can. I mean, it's, it's a good is well put together. And... We can judge that he looks cool and he sounds cool. That's about it. Well, he seems to have a good grasp on exactly what we need from the character, because even when Ronan's sitting there going, I've gotten this thing. You aren't a threat to me. He's treating him like an inconsiderate little child who's got a toy. Listen to me, boy. Yeah, it's like you're not threatening. Oh, great. You've got the stone. That's don't fucking care, kid. You either bring me that rock or I'm burying your ass. You may think you're king shit, but I am Thanos. You know what that means? I can kill you very easily, very quickly. And I I'll do, enjoy it. I do well, think I would like to point out that Nebula was pretty certain he, you know, he could inconvenience yes, him on a significant level. And Nebula's a little bit right. Every time I looked at Nebula, I just went, Hi, Amy Pond, what are you doing here? <laughs> I don't know. No, she did a great job in this movie. Yeah. Ah, Karen Gillian was wonderful. And I really wish they'd given her more to do. That's oh, another problem. Got with her. Yeah, then act threatening, get blown up, and then thrown out of a ship. Well, I did love that scene. She got thrown out of the ship. It was pretty cool. She cut her own hand off to escape. That was. I love when you know she's in that accident and she's all mangled and she's putting herself back together. Like that's creepy right there. Fucking wind up toy. If if there was one drawback to the film, it's that Nebula and Gamora could have been given some more time to be awesome because (laughs) that both performances were very strong. Yeah, that was one of the two things I think was the weakest out of it, was that and the the differences between Xandar and the, the, the Kree. You know, what the hell was, you know, why was Ronan so pissed off about this? We There's hear some big background system. That, that is my like, biggest, you guys complain about not having enough, but we're, let's say we're, we're complaining about, this was awesome, we wanted more. The one thing I hated about this movie is opposed to Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier had a kick-ass villain. Hydra, Winter Soldier, all this stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy had a villain I don't give a rat's ass about. Yeah. Ronan, he didn't come across as more of a crazy radical. He came off more across as a butthurt general. I didn't. I never quite understood his goals. What, what the hell did he want to do anyway? He was he still there. Destroy, he wanted to destroy Zandarian society after a thousand years of war between them and the Kree. The Kree government signed a peace treaty. The war is over. He's a religious lunatic who tram- never let go of it. His whole, his whole goal is, I want more war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. He's a um, whack job. What ha- and what happened to the goddamn supreme intelligence? I that wanted is, to see yeah. that on screen. That and I, someday I was... we will get a giant head in a jar with a bunch of tentacles coming out of the back of it. And on that day, the movie-going audience will be like, "What in the fuck is that?" And, and for reasons unknown, I want William Shatner to play it. Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it would have. It would have the ego suitable for the Kree supreme intelligence. 
I'm just well, saying, I can look, see a giant William Shatner head with tentacles just, growing out of it. Just get a typecast. He already played the big giant head on Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, but he was that he was never really actually well. big or giant in Third Rock. We missed that opportunity. Yeah, big giant head. The other thing I was really hoping for, I, like, they had the Nova Corps, but I was really hoping at hinting of the Nova himself, you know, the character. Uh, Rick Ryder? Uh, yeah, well... Not necessarily Rick Ryder, but something to set up a Nova who eventually becomes Rick Ryder. You know, well, we had Rohan Day there. Yeah. If that's who John C. Ryder was, John C. Ryder needs to die so that Rick Ryder can become no! a human. Not with him and his family at the end. Don't kill that's... John C. Riley. He's that's not a complete asshole. Because his family is going to die, and then he needs to go to Earth trying to see the guy who kills his family, and then he dies, and then Rick Ryder becomes the Nova. So, so you, we're going to get John C. Riley wearing the Nova helmet pr- proper with the armor? I, I kind of hope so. I would enjoy that. I, would. I, think, I think you could handle a Nova helmet. Right All right. We have, so an episode, we have a brand Nova new season helmet. of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. happening. If Rick Riley shows up in a Nova helmet, I swear to God I'm losing it. He just shows <laughs> up one day, who are you? I'm Nova. I'm here after the people who killed my friend. Like, oh, shit, here we go. I just hope they can put together a uh, New Warriors TV show. I'm kidding, it was horrible. Yeah, no, let's not do that. He's <laughs> about to say, are you drunk already? Uh, like, how as long as they blow up Stanford. Do they get to blow up Stanford? If they do that, I'd be okay for the show. But then that would start Civil War, and we don't oh, want that, Jeff. Civil War will happen in the MCU at some point. You know it will, because Marvel likes to hold that up as one of the great modern arcs. I think is. Is a comic art, I think it was shit. But I think that they, because the MCU is a little more limited, I think it will probably work better. Can we just, can we just stop while I still respect you, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's not let's not go to there. I don't need your civil war. It feeds the rich and it buries the poor. Your power-hungry selling soldiers in a human grocery store. I don't need your civil war. Should we all snap our fingers now, or what? Thank you. I don't you. remember. Choose your illusion. I, I got nothing. God damn it. <laughs> you have to, you have to, is it your bedtime yet? Does your mom need you to go to sleep because you've got class in the morning? Oh, my God. All right. So, what I is it? enjoy when we make you feel old, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm reminded that I'm, you know, the one behind you when it comes to age. And yes. we're the only ones who remember who Stingray is. <laughs> if, I able, if I was able to turn my head around and see you trying to catch up. But I can't, because I'm too stiff. Anyway, no, Civil War was shit. Yeah. Yes. It's ending when Captain America is defeated by a trio of first responders. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, hey, no, yes, but, hey, Guardians of the Galaxy, fucking great, right? Yeah, yeah. more of that. Yeah. More of that. Woo! I am Groot. I am Groot. We are Groot. We are Dancing all... Groot will come out. If they do a collector's edition with one of those plug-in dancing flowers as Groot, <laughs> I will buy. I will pre-order that. I will do it Man, right the now. Talks, the talks for Dancing Groot are they're angling to try and get it finished for uh, Christmas release. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard like... pops. I, I want something that I can plug my phone into that has little speakers at the bottom that will dance with the 
Which is probably what they're going to go after. It'll likely actually be Bluetooth enabled because it's got have Bluetooth and everything these days. Yeah. And the sad part is they can charge a hundred bucks for that and they'd still sell a crap gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't buy one, but I'm sure lots of people would. And I could steal one from one of them. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> <sighs> so, Avengers 2 comes out next year. Avengers versus the Robo Apocalypse. Oh, yes. we forgot to mention the teaser at the end of Winter Soldier. Eh, that wasn't much. That yeah. was okay. Well, and, it, uh, we, since they can't got, use the, they can't call them mutants. Are they going to call them miracles now? Uh, Probably. They're, they're just going to be two kids who can do things. Mm. Two superpowered uh, teenagers. They kind of they put up that they're saying, "Okay, we just experimented on a crap ton of people, and it worked twice." <laughs> they don't have a father. All the bodies. Are dead. He doesn't have magnetic powers. So Never post, uh, so post film sequences. Iron Man three. It was cute to see uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner together hanging out, chilling. That was neat. Science nice Bros. Buffalo was actually getting work. Science Bros. Uh, then we then at the end of uh, Thor, basically leads into Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which was okay, and just like at the end of Winter Soldier, you can tell. It looks really cramped. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is what we're going to do, but it'll be on a much bigger stage. <laughs> We've got this partially completed soundstage. Let's just cram everybody in here for a second. Uh, Winter Soldier had two. You had uh, had Winter Soldier going to visit the Captain America exhibit at the Smithsonian. Yep. Yay. And then you had Baron Strucker uh, revealing that... Uh, you know, one of Hydra's limp necks had just popped up with another head. Yay, we're going to get back See, I wanted that. I wanted Strucker to be played by Rick Fines. I did. That's I'm sorry you were disappointed. Sorry, we I'm can't... fine with the guy they got. I am. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy... <laughs> the last thing I was expecting was... Uh, <laughs> Howard the Duck. Duck. Just means we're getting an anniversary release of the original movie. Uh, Suddenly we are all reminded that Taya Leone had sex with a midget in a duck suit. Man, I've seen duck tits. Uh, Duck tits! Ah! That wasn't, uh, no, not Taya Leone. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. My bad. One of these women was married to David Duchovny. Duck tits! Ah! Yeah, Ben's still traumatized by that, but uh, uh, okay. So what you're saying is none of you were furries, apparently. So, no. <laughs> yo, technically they're featheries. Oh. oh my god! Don't tell me there's fucking Why? semantics on this shit. Why? They do. Why? Because it's a nerd subculture, which means semantic is shit. No, it's it's a it's an element of of the culture because there's semantic shit. And how do you know this? Shit. Because he's a journalist, man, and he does research. I do my fucking research. <laughs> and if that involves watching 22 hours of furry porn, we'll take that bullet. <sighs> so is that why you're going to watch Anyway. <laughs> yes. Uh. But yes, Howard the Duck, that was cool. Oh, Burns going down. That was very enjoyable, and I'm hoping we see him again, because he was cool. I think I, wonder, I, I, I would like the troll. Him there. Like, what is the plan at all? Were they just like, Fuck it, we can get away with it. We we need a scene with Cosmo to justify a bit more Cosmo in this, but when we actually introduce him, and Howard the Duck. You could tell who had read the comics when Cosmo goes on screen and you hear half the theater going, Oh yeah! 
See, I think they are tapping the duck to be the replacement cameo character when Stanley dies of being goddamn 90-something years old. There are still comic artists alive. Ergo, Stanley will not die. (laughs) I think the story was, you mentioned that. I think the story was that they were originally going to have Stanley's cameo was going to be uh, that final teaser. He wasn't going to be in the whole movie. They're like, where's Stanley cameo? Yeah, he was going to be in the collector's exhibit. He was going to be in the collector's He was going to be one of the collector's exhibits, but they decided that instead of him flip Groot the bird, just make him a creepy dude on Xandar. Yeah. Well, it's it's less offensive when you have the friendliest tree in all the universe who just gave a little girl a flower, and now some crotchety old fucker flips him off. (laughs) I quite frankly would have enjoyed seeing that more. (laughs) I don't know why. Maybe I'm just evil. I don't know. But yes, it was was a really good. It was a really good uh, post-credit sequence. Oh yeah. Now. Now. The one-shots. Yeah. yeah. There's really only three that apply. Uh, before, during phase one, we had the consultant, and a funny thing happens on the way to Thor's hammer. I consider item 47 to be a phase, the first phase two item. Yeah. Yeah. post-Avengers. Yes. So item 47 uh, declares a uh, modern-day Bonnie and Clyde who find a discarded Chitari gun and use it to run a, to do a bank robbing spree. And Agent Sitwell... Tracks him down, takes him in, and I'm pretty sure they ended up working for Hydra in the end. Yeah, yeah. probably. Sorry, I Lizzie Kaplan. Oh. I, I so realized he... that after watching it one more time after Winter Soldier, I'm like, wait a minute. He was Hydra. So, oh, they're dead. <laughs> probably. They learned everything they could from those guys. How'd you do this? You did it with the gun? Cool. Okay, is that everything you know? Bang. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, it's like you did get to see, you know, the, the end credit sequence just had like, Oh yeah, a shield is integrating this into all sorts of weapons platforms. And then there was also Agent Carter, which took place uh, after the first Avenger, and detailed uh, Agent Carter going after Zodiac, and it was wonderful. It was pretty oh, fun. And well, that was the early development of Shield, and it sets up for the show. Yes, and you had uh, you had Howard Stark sitting in it by his pool with Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah. What do they call it? Did you invent those? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the French. What's it called? Bikini. <laughs> I just love he's sitting there holding that little martini glass as delicately, delicately as his big hands will allow. Nope. I am really hoping we get to see a, a lot of Neil McDonough in Agent Carter. I hope, you, you know, I really hope they've got him for that. I really do. You know, of all the Howard Commandos, I think his was some of the best. He he does howl better than those other guys. Uh, well, it's dumb, though. Yes. You kind of have to do something with him, right? Nobody, he was, nobody he else in the Marvel Universe looks better in a bowler hat. <laughs> nobody else in the Marvel Universe wears a bowler hat. Which is why but he if they class. did it, I'm sure he would, he would still come yeah. out on top. Unless Wolverine wore it, in which case editorial fiat requires him to be the coolest doing anything. Yes. Oh, but he's going to be dead soon. And then he'll be back from the dead in less than two years. Yes. Marvel doesn't kill off popular characters for long term. Comics don't kill off anyone. Comics, kids. But yes, and then Hail to the King. So much fun. Which was 
which is wonderful. And surprise, there's a Mandarin. But there, there's the real Mandarin. But you know what? In my heart, it is it, it, it's Trevor. Trevor forever. See, Trevor's one of the things that I walk away from with Hale. I it'd be kind of funny if they just kept him as the Mandarin. If this entire thing was a double fake, because who would ever think an idiot like Trevor Slatterly actually is the Mandarin? He is the leader of this Ten Rings terrorist organization. I, I just I just want to literally make a face. No, I want there to be actually somebody interesting with rings. That would be neat. He could have rings. Yeah. He could get ten rings of alien metal and then use them to get hookers and booze. <laughs> <laughs> Let Trevor be Trevor. And that, you know, I, I, I think if, you know, they don't even have to pay it off. They could just have that be a thing that happened. Oh, there's a Mandarin. Yep. And, you know. Um, well, they established the ten rings as an organization. Seemingly kind of extent from Killian's little thing. Because the whole implication is we've been around for for fucking ever. So why not? Yes. Why not have a Mandarin? It was uh it was enjoyable. I mean I am gonna say that I found the uh little gay panic scenes with Sam Rockwell a little bit disappointing. They almost did not even have him in it. I think literally he asked him, Hey can I have a cameo in the next one shot? And they threw him in. They literally yeah. recorded that days later. According to Wikipedia, uh, it looked like it wasn't he wasn't going to be able to do it as he was in Canada shooting the Poltergeist remake. And then while he was in post production, he read it. And got I got a phone call saying, uh, you know, that he would like to speak to me. So I got on the phone with Rockwell, and he said if we could shoot it in an hour on a Sunday lunchtime in Toronto, then I am in. That's why he's sitting in the corner. So God they went to Canada. Well, I have to watch a Poltergeist remake. Yeah, that, that, see, that's really bastard. what I'm taking from this is that they're remaking it's goddamn Poltergeist. It's once again not mandatory. It is coming out next year though. So, but I like Sam Rockwell movies, so I tend to watch them. It's it's a Sam Raimi production. It could be good. Have you seen what Raimi's been doing lately? I like Drag I, Me I didn't to see Hell. Drag Me Down to Hell. I liked that one actually. It was pretty good. But you I know. am for this. And sad. I just want to point out the the man was responsible for you know Hercules the legendary journeys and Xena warrior princess so yeah he still has much much contrition to offer us. It is not his fault that Kevin Sorbo has no idea how to read stage direction. Nah. Anyway. Or really do anything actually. The man's an ass. But uh, hey, who here saw God is not dead? No, I, I did not. I didn't either. I thought someone might have. I mean, yeah. we got like two Americans on the call. You guys are like, you know. Hey, sudden realization, does that mean Bruce Campbell's going to be in the poltergeist? Pro- well, yeah, those are the rules. Yes. <laughs> this Bruce thing, Campbell where do you put Bruce Campbell in that? And if he doesn't have a shotgun and a chainsaw, I'm going to be pissed. It'll be no, the credits of Snake Shot. <laughs> the family will go to an S-Mart to buy something in house goods. <laughs> Oh, Bruce Campbell. No, Bruce Campbell is doing very well on the convention circuit. He doesn't need to try and act anymore. He, he doesn't still need does. to do much of anything. He shows up half lit in a white suit and proceeds to get the rest of the way lit in front of an audience. Uh, did you guys see him at Fan Expo? Uh, I didn't catch him. He had a LARPer come up on stage and uh, beat the crap out of Ted Ray. Nice. Yeah, apparently those jocks or reflexes have kind of worn off in the intervening two decades. That's not a surprise. But yes. 
Phase two, excellent. Looking forward to phase three. Woo. Well, phase two not quite done. How much done. building have they done so far for post Avengers two? Uh, they they have not announced anything beyond Ant Man. Have they not? Do they have a date for Iron for Captain America three? I I don't even or I I don't even think they have that yet. No, they, all they've said is we're making Cap three, we're making Ant Man, we're making Doctor Strange, and that's it. <laughs> and Ant Man's got a quasi release date. I think they said yeah. what they say summer 2015. And the four event and the four event uh, defenders series. Well, yeah, that's May. That that's gonna start in May. I don't know if they're good. They they probably won't drop all four at once, but that'd be a fun weekend. <laughs> so Ant Man scheduled July 2015. Oh my God, that's like ten months from now. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. I, if there's uh, any, more, they got a lot to work uh, to do in less than a year. I Captain America's there. May 6, 2016. Doctor Strange is July 8th, and Guardians 2 is July 28th. Yeah, I forgot Guardians. As soon as Guardians 1 came out, before it even, you know, really yeah. did any money, they was like, yeah, we're making Guardians 2. Because we know this is going to make money. And they were right. Oh, oh my god. I think no one had any idea it would make that much. Like, oh, I, I, think they were, well, I think they were pleasantly surprised, but I don't think it was a shock to them. It was like, yeah, we know this is really good. They put it out, oh, crap. Better than we thought, but all right. It is, it is, but I think they knew it would do well. I think they knew it was a good movie and it would perform. I don't think anyone thought it would be literally a, a, it's a blockbuster. Yeah. It might, it, I did, I don't know, I don't remember if it actually made more money than Cap 2. It is the best performing Marvel film that does not have Iron Man in it. Yeah. Which is saying something. That's pretty damn good. (laughs) And it has 234 references in its Wikipedia. Jesus. There's a lot of nerds working way too hard on Wiki, I'm just saying. That, that's yeah, how it works. That's that is what, that, that is mm-hmm. what makes Wiki work. It's why there are more words about Star Destroyers than there are about the Lutheran Church. <laughs> well, there's you know a lot what? of Lutheran churches. There's only one Star Destroyer. If the Lutheran Church decided to actually propose Jediism as an acceptable religion within its walls, I think they'd have more words. This is a thing we can work on, I suppose. There are, there are 249 references to in the Martin Luther entry. The Darth Vader entry. <laughs> oh, no. uh, oh, has only 61. Well, there you go. Oh, wow. The Darth Vader entry seems much shorter than the Martin Luther one. So let's... Look up Anakin Skywalker, see what happens. I think that's just uh, pretty sure it will redirect me to uh, <laughs> Darth Vader, but we'll... Look up Luke. Luke Skywalker. Oh, uh, God. It's like the worst game ever. Uh, 25 <laughs> Wikipedia entries. The Luke Skywalker entry is surprisingly short. Really? Yeah. Oh. Faith in humanity restored. <laughs> <laughs> and Anakin Skywalker redirects to Darth Vader. Okay. There we go. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's been a strong phase so far. Um, looking forward to Avengers 2 next year, and then uh, we will yell about that. Uh, sometime. Uh, let's let's not fool ourselves, guys. This is we're going to be happy. We're yeah. going to basically be like you know, like yeah. we got a we shot can, of methamphetamine. We complain about Thor too. We complain about these uh, movies here and there. Were any of these movies we talked about bad? Has Marvel no. made a bad movie? Not yet, but it's beginning to look like Ant Man might be the one. <laughs> I, That's been that I I don't know man I I don't know what happened there because Edgar Wright seemed like a really good choice you know yeah. they announced it they they announced that movie like ten years ago 
With Ed Wright. Think, yeah, you know, that's Ed Wright. Been, how many times has that script been rewritten now? I think that that's one of the things that hurt it, is the fact that it's been in development even before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so... It was, it, 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 it began in 2006. April 2006 was when development began. And Iron Man got released. I'm not mistaken. I can't find shit here. Jesus Christ, look at this website. Oh, Wikipedia, you're eating my head. You're eating my head. 2008, actually. Oh, okay. So two years prior to Iron Man being released. They were like, yeah. hey, we should make a, uh, we should make an Ant-Man movie. <laughs> hey, I kind of thought that was a good idea. Marvel has officially got into my the class of naughty dog with me. I don't care what they make, I'm buying it. Until they screw up, I'm just gonna keep on buying. Well like maybe they will screw up with Ant Man and then I'll have to rethink it, but until that happens I'm not saying I'm not gonna see it, especially since it's Scott Lang. Yeah. But still, if they had just been like, I'm going to pump out an Ant-Man, like if they had pumped out Ant-Man instead of Iron Man, I probably wouldn't have gone to the theaters. They'd be like, hey, it's Scott Lang, but it's still fucking Ant-Man. That's the same thing with Guardians of Galaxy. If they said, hey, we're making a Guardians of Galaxy movie before they met Iron Man, would be like, you're doing what? No, no, I'd have gone and seen that. Well, the thing, is, the thing is, Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't know how much of its strength it got from being a Marvel film, because basically, you know, once again, it, it had Almost nothing to do with the rest of the MCU. It reminded me of Last Starfighter. That was one of the like this thing was a nice standalone sci-fi piece in a vein that nobody does anymore. It was an adventure movie set in space. Typically, when people are dealing with sci-fi stories, they put the space stuff first, which is what I think hurts them the most. Guardians, let's face it. We're comic book nerds. If they mentioned starting the Galaxy, yeah, we'd be all over that. Your average, you know, casual fan be like, ooh, I don't care. But the, but since it's a Marvel movie, they'll be like, okay, I'll I go have the see best it. way to describe oh, Guardians. Guys. I have the best way to describe Guardians. It was pretty much Indiana Jones in space. With a talking raccoon. Yeah. With a talking raccoon and tree. Where Short Round was played by a talking raccoon. Which is actually better. No, that... I hate Short Round. Okay, Mr. Starlord. <laughs> John Reese Davies would have been a better analog for Rocket there than Short Round. I think I would put John Rhys Davies as Groot. I'm just saying. I'm just imagining Bradley Cooper doing the the dog. You're named after the dog. <laughs> and then he does that fake laugh. It's real! <laughs> I have a lot of fond memories of me and that dog. <laughs> An interesting thing is, Marvel actually, does anyone remember the of course you don't, because you're all fucking 12. You see, Star-Lord was introduced in the 70s in a black-and-white magazine series called Marvel Premiere. And there was some weird shit in that magazine. Like, he basically was an astronaut who failed an opportunity to get this deep space exploration thing. So he beats up the guy who gets the job and steals the exploration job from him. And he's a little crazy. So they republished all of his pre-Guardians of the Galaxy appearances in this trade paperback. And my wife was so interested in the character, she got a copy. Oh, boy. So that sold it. Oh, she enjoyed it. So that's... that's. But that confused her even further. That, that, 
But she's an old school Star Trek fan. She is not easily confused. So oh, yeah. She can handle any cannon you care to throw. <laughs> gotcha. Old, old school Star Trek fans, they can handle that. There's not much they can't. <laughs> she is a trekker of gotcha. great experience. Okay, well, they can handle the old 70s Star Trek. Nothing else is coming close. When they started, when, like, when I started Guardians, I started with the stuff that came out last year. You know, the, the, the pre-Infinity stuff. Yeah. When Tony's riding around with him. And then eventually I moved my way back. I, I went to the Annihilation. I went to uh, the Conquest and, you know, the Guardian, the War of Kings stuff there. And it's actually pretty damn good. Like, I love the fact that in those books, they flagrantly abuse Groot's position as the monarch of Planet X. Oh, we just lost the... We lost the body. No, keep going before he shows up. (laughs) But I, I, what I didn't want was a ridiculously long backstory with Guardians, and what I think it like they didn't just waste so much time on on Star Wars backgrounds. Like literally, my mom dies of cancer. Five minutes later, I'm abducted. Twenty years later, I'm floating around space, you know, listening to Jackson Five. You know, having space adventures. You know, I never read any of the Guardian Galaxy, but since I'm a comic book nerd, I still kind of knew who they were. You know, just you know, from transcendental passing in different comic books and whatnot. But I think I, that's the thing I liked about it the most. I said, okay, here's the basics down of who these characters are. Space pirate used to be on Earth, now he's in space. Big friggin' tree, uh, experimental raccoon that doesn't know he's a raccoon, uh, and crazy assassin, daughter of Thanos. Go. And all I want to say is, holy shit, is his granddad having a rough fucking day? Because first his daughter dies of cancer, and then his grandson vanishes off the face of the earth. Oh, yeah, literally. yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a good thing he's got that community for support there, because, damn. <laughs> yeah, good thing there was a nice big family, because he's going to have a rough those, week. Those guys had a rough week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, salt of the earth. The kid doesn't take her hand. All that said, but then she dies. Doesn't open the present. He runs off, and we never find him again. Yeah, bad day. I, I think I, th- I think we're done. I think we've okay. said what we've said, and we said we like it. We will see yes. you we next are, time. We are, we are goobers. Basically, it comes down to is, hey, Marvel, keep doing what you're doing. We will keep giving you money. Yes. Have a, okay. How many? Okay. Quick shot. How many times have you guys? Did you guys see Guardians? Once. Twice. Once. Three. I just saw it once, but I will most certainly buy the Blu-ray the day it comes out. <laughs> how many times did you guys see Captain America? Once. Once. I, Once have the Blu-ray. I have yet to watch it, though. I literally picked it up today. Uh, I, I have the Blu-ray. Thor. got it the day it came out, and I've watched it at least two or three times. <laughs> Thor and Iron Man, I both watched once, but I did see them. And I'm, and I'm waiting for the uh, I'm waiting for the collected uh, Phase 2 set to come out, just like I waited for the collected Phase 1 set to come out. Uh, so what will it be this time? Last time it was a cosmic cube in a box. What's it going to be this time? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we're going to have to see Avengers 2 to find out, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. My guess, it would probably be a statuette of a severed Ultron head with the the Blu-ray sitting in like a data cylinder or something underneath. I was thinking an Ultron head, too. Ultron head with the, the CDs are in his mouth, though. <laughs> no, no, you pull, you pull the brain pan up, oh, that's and there, there's the CD there. That works. Alright, so that's an episode. See you next time for episode 100 and Blade Runner. Uh, I thought they smelled bad. On the outside.
I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under an attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, 3.0 international creative commons license. Please visit our website at sbopodcast.blogspot.com for more episodes as well as social media information. Thank you.